If your kids play video games, do you really know what they're all about? The facts may startle you. Here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey with more. Roy? Thanks, Chris. More than half of 2- to 7-year-olds and 82% of 8- to 18-year-olds live in homes with at least one video game console. If you're a parent, you've probably seen the ratings on the game boxes that, in theory, are supposed to red flag anything that might be objectionable to you. But can you trust those ratings? Kevin Hanager is a doctoral student at Harvard University, and Dr. Kimberly Thompson is from Harvard's Kids Risk Project, and their team recently did a comprehensive study of video game ratings. Ratings. Welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you for having us. Hello. Well, first of all, let's just get to the bottom line here. Dr. Thompson, can parents trust the ratings on the game box? We think that the ratings are very important for parents. They do provide useful and critical information about game content. What we are finding, though, is that they don't always give parents complete information. And at about half of the teen-rated video games that we played, 48% of our sample, we found content involving violence, blood, sexual themes, profanity, substances, or gambling that wasn't labeled on the game box. For someone who hasn't really looked at a video game box recently, tell me what the ratings show. What do you see? Well, you'll see a T for teen, and teen-rated games are considered suitable for ages 13 and up. They may contain violence, mild language, and or suggestive themes. Personally, I can say I'm not really familiar with how these ratings are supposed to work. Can you just give me some examples of what kind of content should there be warnings about and how parents should be reading these ratings? Well, just something about the rating system. The ESRB currently rates games based on information and video excerpts submitted by the game manufacturer. What you'll see on a game box is that on the front of the box, you'll see an age-based rating, such as E for Everyone, T for Teen, or M for Mature. On the back of the box, you'll also see the age-based rating and the content descriptors. The ESRB rates content, the list of content that we just gave, violence, blood, sexual themes, profanity, substances, gambling. All of that content is rated or is supposed to be rated by the ESRB. But it sounds like this sort of a system is kind of the fox guarding the hen house, isn't it? Well, that's one potential criticism. We, what we'd like to see is that the ESRB plays the games as part of the rating process. But we'd also like to see game manufacturers continue to submit video excerpts and to continue to complete a detailed questionnaire about the content. We think that all of that information can produce you know, rating system that provides the best possible information for parents. So for this study, your team sampled, what, about an hour of 81 different games? Is that right? That is correct. So what was the worst stuff you saw in that time? One issue is that the overall level of discrepancies was pretty high. As we said, in about half of the games, we noted some type of content that wasn't labeled. I think the biggest discrepancies are in the category of substances. About 15% of the games we played depicted alcohol, tobacco, or illegal drugs, and only one game, representing 1% of our sample, actually had a content descriptor for alcohol or tobacco. Your study, as a parent, really scares me. It raises red flags that, honestly, I don't feel that I can trust the rating system that's in place right now. Well, I think the important message for parents is that you have to pay attention to the media that your children consume or your child consumes and recognize that media are powerful and pervasive and persuasive teachers, whether they're intended to be so or not. We've always said that we think parents are really the ones that are in the best position to help decide or to decide what's appropriate for their kids. And we hope that our study will help parents see that they really do need to engage with their kids in discussions about media content, not just video games, but everything.
So it sounds like really the only way to truly know is to sit down with your kid and either play the game with them or at least watch the game as they play. Or talk to them. The rating system, again, is very useful. It's designed to give parents information in advance when they're making purchasing decisions and also to highlight content that they could talk with their kids about. So, you know, ideally, we think parents should continue using the rating system but not rely on it alone. Obviously, if parents can play games with their kids, watch their kids play games, or talk to their kids about the content, then that seems like the ideal situation. Okay, very interesting information. Dr. Kimberly Thompson and Kevin Hanager from Harvard University, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this edition of InfoTrack. To get more information about our guests and topics, you can find InfoTrack online at TalkZone.com. InfoTrack is a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago. Internet services provided by Pair.com, the home of world-class web hosting. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack reporter Roy Mackey and our executive producer Randy Meyer. I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to catch us next time on another edition of InfoTrack.